Season four, episode two, Ben's, Ben's birthday. birthday. Nice alliteration. So season starts with an ultimate curve paradox. Right off the bat, you know what it is? I don't know what it is. Please tell me. Interesting. I'm a little surprised you didn't get this one, actually. Uh, it's pretty obvious to me. And you get a lot of these. So the choreographer for the producers, who is in most of the episodes going forward the rest of the season, was the gay wig master from a Seinfeld episode with a Technicolor coat when he tours with the Joseph and the Technicolor Coat Company. Oh, right. Everyone thinks Kramer's a pimp. Right, because Kramer, like, borrows the coat and, like, a cane or something and just walks down the street and looks like a pimp. Uh, yeah, they don't rerun it that much. I wonder if that has something to do with it. But that is uh, right off the bat, Ultimate Curve Paradox. And then we bring in Michael, the Brian, blind pianist, from Season 1, Episode 4. Patrick Kirk. I thought it was a little weird that they brought this character back, actually. I don't know why. I just didn't see why they would do that. You know, perhaps it was just a matter of convenience. They wanted to bring a blind character back, and uh, this was a blind character they had established in a previous season. Right. They do establish that he's very needy, he's very demanding, he can't do anything for himself, and he doesn't actually think any of these things. He, he doesn't think he is, but he already got Larry and Richard to move for hours his furniture once, so okay, we bring him back. Rehearsal, so-and-so, Larry doesn't know any of the moves. Ben Stiller's obviously much better at singing and dancing and acting than him because he's much. a professional. Much better. And, and, like, they're not even on the same league. Like, no. Larry does not know how to, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's a common theme this year, this season. Uh, it's a common theme always, but yeah, he should not be in the show for reasons that get revealed later. Larry, so next, Larry and Richard at lunch, breast intervention. Terrible, terrible line on Larry's part. Well, it doesn't even, it clearly doesn't work because the breast intervention fails, but I mean, he just goes right into it with that. Anna Nicole Smith has some knockers on her. He's got no tact. No tact. And just before that, Richard Lewis actually complained that he never confides in him after like decades and decades of friendship that Larry doesn't confide in him. So, you know, people he, confide in Larry. Larry doesn't confide in people. Exactly. He's really not doing Richard many favors at all in during that lunch, at least. Do you like Susie's shirts? <laughs> Those are the ugliest shirts well, in the world. Would you spend a hundred dollars on one of Susie's shirts? No, but I will admit that for a birthday that I had when I was, I believe, seven years old, my aunt bought me a shirt that was vaguely reminiscent of one of Susie's shirts. I mean, these are obviously hideous. And the thing is, you know Jeff knows how bad they look, but he won't you don't get him to admit it. I want him to like admit it. Like, I want Susie to walk off camera and Jeff be like I know these are awful. But. I love how arbitrary the shirts are. Oh, like they're random. Indiana. Green Bay Packers. Like, they're <laughs> random just sports teams or states or cities or colleges, and they're all hideous. Those spangled Green Bay what Packers a, shirts are selling like hotcakes in California. What a, yeah, who – what does selling like hotcakes mean? How many adults have bought these? Like, how many has she sold? I don't know. How does she even advertise for them? And making shirts. She's just buying, like, sweatshirts and putting stones on them. Like, she's not making logos or designer. Uh, Susie's business. Did you catch the very subtle line that Susie had that said... I did catch it, that she can work from home and take care of the baby. Take care of the baby. That she was pregnant with in season three, but never gave birth to. And also was never visibly pregnant with. Yeah, and the baby never shows up again. In fact... Sammy's like 10 years old, but now I don't think they'd be calling her the baby. So we know Larry gets the kebab, and we know he complains there's nowhere to put them. Kind of a callback to season three when the French chef says, no, no kebabs, nowhere to put them. It's ridiculous. But did you notice in like every scene, everyone he talks to, he's 
using the stick as like an extension of his hand motions and like waving it around and scratching his teeth. And he's really into using this kebab the whole the whole party. Oh yeah, he does not stop with the kebab. No, it's it's everywhere. Like he he makes a point of making it very obvious he's holding it. What I liked is after he 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 stabs Ben in the eye with the kebab Ben's birthday party shows absolutely no concern or remorse for what just happened. Yep. <laughs> he just like, oh, too bad. You know, kebab, we're, we can't put it anywhere. Like, does not even ask if Ben's okay, does not go over, does not apologize, nothing. Classic Larry. You know what, that kebab looked more like a satay than a kebab. It, it may just have been, say. actually. It was, it was, it was, because it was only one piece, right? It's only one piece, but kebab is a funnier word. Kebab is a funny word, and people um, know what it means. So actually, a little before that, uh, when Larry meets Katie Huffman for the first time, who mm-hmm. they introduce as a potential 10th anniversary gift recipient, although they don't really get to that yet. Nope. Like, they play that weird, like, kind of dream, like, curb music that they play a couple times. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, like, dreaminess. It's a, I have a hard time, like, describing how that music feels. It's, like, part dreamy and part, like, sinister almost, would you say? I don't know if I call it sinister, but it's definitely dreamy. Right. So what what do you think is the cutoff for actual birthdays? Is two weeks too far? For birthday parties? Yep. Well, obviously cutoff for birthday is your day is the birthday. It depends. Right. For birthday parties, maybe maybe two weeks. For a joint birthday party, I don't know. No, not maybe joint. you get a little more leeway for a joint birthday party. So so moving forward, uh Kim, Richard's fake niece, shows up again. Her breasts have been enlarged. Mm-hmm. She makes Larry, like, feel her up. And I love, I think it's the first time I show that Larry does the best repulsed face. <laughs> like, when the camera goes to, like, her point of view and you see him, like, scowling and, cr- like, uh no. Like, when they zoom in, like, that's actually his best acting trait right there. He's his, like, repulsed, disgusted face. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it is pretty great. It's so it, it it's so good, and then obviously Cheryl's going to see him, gets in trouble, so forth. Two things uh, about that. First okay. of all, this is the only time when they talk about why they moved. Right, because there's they, a camera crew on their old block. What does a camera crew on the block mean? I mean, some of the filming a movie or something. That's a reason to move. Well, they no, it's no, it's not. Especially in Hollywood, you think that actually be like a little more common, but. Uh, no, they just they move every episode. So eventually they're gonna find out real reasons. They move after season one because there's a wire in their yard. Like, That's true. Film crew could be more distracting than a wire. Exactly. Um, so Larry buys the shirt from Susie, makes her very happy. She can't take his money. She picks him out Indiana Red, and Larry thinks he had a friend's sister who went to Indiana. So it's a great fit. <laughs> it's a great fit. It's completely glosses over Susie that he's obviously making fun of her. Susie buys this for some reason, and I don't buy that Susie buys oh, it because she's yeah. so skeptical she, of Larry always. No, I, I, I know. I know. She exactly. She and then, always just comes up to him and says, you're up to something. Exactly. And then Larry gives a shirt to Ben. Ben gives a shirt to Michael, the blind guy, who plays an awful set of show tunes at some club. Everyone leaves and end of episode. You know, I have two more things I want to talk about. Then the I not over. love the montage of Larry helping out the blind guy. I skipped over that. You're right. The shopping, shopping montage. It's like some cool shots, like from behind the. I, I need eating. Like Larry steals his dessert. Yep, you're right. It's just a list of I think things that Larry thinks are fun to do with a blind person. <laughs> Explaining art, stealing food from a blind person, 
choosing the worst glasses for him possible and then giving him a thumbs up like those look fantastic that was the second episode 